Welcome back to the 13th Destiny Podcast with Magnum. I am your host, James Magnum Cook, and it is great to be back. It is 9-25, 2023 when I am doing the show, and uh, it's great to be back. And I uh, hope a uh, big shout-out there to all the fans that have been wondering when I was going to get another show back on. I know we've been very, very, very sporadic this year, um, and uh, hopefully that will come to an end and we'll get a little bit more uh, together and uh, as we move forward. Uh, one of the big things is going on. Uh, as you know, I've owned Magnus Models and Magnum Caliber Films in Bowling Green, Kentucky for almost 20 years. Uh, I was one of the original founders, uh, the actual main founder of the company. And uh, it's been a great 20-year run. Um, there's been an announcement on the Facebook for that particular company that we will be ending on April the 1st, uh, 2024. I've been doing it for almost 20 years. Uh, I've had some great times, good times with some models, uh, actors. Uh, I will still be doing some film stuff, uh, even though we put Mara on the shelf uh, for now. Um, and... Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, hopefully, we will either get that back and uh, do that down the road, finish it up, do it a different way. Uh, but that's come to uh, a halt as well because of funding, and you know the world has just kind of turned upside down. Uh, but anyway, um, moving on, we will we will keep the Magnum Caliber Films branch. Uh, we're, we'll get like we're probably going to do some relicensing stuff and uh, just for the film stuff. Also, to maybe also have on our YouTube channel, the Magnum 1968 YouTube channel, at some point maybe having some guests on and doing video of guests with us on so we can have video of the podcast. Now, also speaking of tech and things that we are working towards, uh, we are also working to be able to bring guests on by phone. Uh, but as well, uh, talk to what was originally as just the West Coast co-host, Danielle Long. As you well know, Danielle is also involved with uh, the other company as two for the last couple of years. And her daughter, Heather, uh, is in the archives uh, and also a member of the Hall of Fame. So, um, so all that, that's part of the old company and things. And, of course, I started the podcast a couple of years back made some changes uh we've been moving forward in a different direction just like my brother jay farrell moved in a different direction with his abandoned places books and of course we had him on the pilot show which was awesome um so i just want to give a little update on that and uh, also uh thank you to the long john silvers over there in henderson kentucky last night uh i was over in henderson kentucky for a little bit I uh, had a really good day on my self-employment stuff that I do with Dash and uh, decided to take it just a little trip and uh, do that. But now, coming up to what we're going to talk about tonight. What we're going to talk about tonight, and I hope you can hear me okay and everything. It looks like everything it looks like everything on the audio is doing okay. But if there's any problems, please uh, send me an email or give me a feedback on the uh, show page. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to be an issue. We are going to talk about, and I'm going to Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Uh, that is my plans to go to Poplar Bluff, Missouri on Saturday evening. I've been there many times, as you know. But I have found out about this haunted cemetery uh, not too far from there. And part of the stuff on this, they say it will chill. They say the stories will chill you to the bone. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. You probably have, those who follow paranormal stuff and things and um so the cemetery is about 
I think, according to my research, uh, about 25 miles from Poplar Bluff. Um, and it's the Oak Ridge Cemetery. Uh, it's one of Missouri's most haunted cemeteries, according to everything I've read on it. Um, and they said, uh, if you want to experience paranormal, you've got a pretty decent shot at it if you visit. So, I'm planning on visiting. And I'm going alone, guys. That's right. Um, not sure what time I'm going, but I'm definitely going to try to visit this place. It sounds fascinating. And uh, you know, Danielle's a little worried about me, about which I think is ironic, uh, about going out and doing things alone sometimes. But I do a lot of things alone. been doing them for years alone. And uh, everything will be fine. Um, it's almost funny because I like uh, all the security investigations, things I've done over the years. Uh, uh, like I get, I get it. I get like almost aggravated sometimes. Like DoorDash, like as you know, I do DoorDash on it, and uh, it's so funny. It's like, are you safe? Really, you're asking me. They ask me at the strangest places. They don't ask me like when I go into the jail. Do you feel safe? They don't ask me. No, they ask me like, do you feel safe going into the hospital, or do you feel safe in a neighborhood that like is like one of the best neighborhoods in the town? That's I don't know. Sometimes I wonder about their thought process, but hey. I enjoy doing what I do, and uh, it allows me to do anything else I want to do because I'm completely self-employed, both that and everything else I do. So, um, so anyway, so let's talk about this cemetery. This particular cemetery uh, goes back to the 18, 1876, uh, but apparently the hauntings didn't start until the 1940s, which I find I find that kind of fascinating. And it said it was uh, following the death of a female caretaker. Now, the funniest—that's well, not what I want to say. Funny. I don't know if that's the wording I want to use. But, uh, I guess maybe ironic. The most ironic thing is, the woman who most described as a her hermit took her job very seriously, patrolling the grounds of the cemetery throughout the day and night. She was determined to ward off grave robbers. You know, grave robbers used to be a big problem, by the way. Don't know if you knew this. There was two things. I, my parents and I had told me things about cemeteries and stuff from way back, and I think horror films have mixed it up a little bit. But used to, they used to keep them up really, really nice. And this was the place, believe it or not, that I got told this by both my parents and some other people in their age group prior to their death, that this is a place where people used to go and park and, you know, make out or the cemeteries because they were kept really good. And a lot of time, and here's something that um, would probably shock some people today. They used to have, like, these picnics and stuff in cemeteries during the day. yes. In the cemetery because the grounds were so well kept. Um, that's not probably something you were going to do today, and it's just things, so many things have changed, obviously. Um, I don't think it's disrespectful as long as you're not like on top of someone's grave, you know. So, I mean, I have a graveyard here on this location that has been in my family for years, uh, you know, that goes back to the 1830s. But anyway, back to this, back to this particular story on um, the Oak Ridge. Uh, I think that's right. Oak Ridge, right? Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge Cemetery? Yeah, Oak Ridge Cemetery. Um, so, like I said, it dates back to... Uh, but the caretaker, apparently. Uh, it happened after the caretaker. Um, so, apparently, uh, returned from an evening patrol one fateful night. Uh, she was greeted in her rundown home on the cemetery grounds by two men. They battered her body and was found the next day. Um, so, if you believe local legend... If you believe the local legend, and this is a local legend for the Missouri area up there, 
in this particular area of Missouri, about, like I said, about 25 miles outside of the Poplar Bluff area that I go to on a pretty regular basis. Oh, and shout out to my friend Ruvan. I would love to see you. I know you have a lot going on. Um, you probably don't listen to my show, so I don't really have to worry about that. But I would love to see you if, uh, if there's possibility of that. But uh, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. But you're a very sweet lady, and I would love to see you just for a few minutes uh, while I'm there. But I know you have a lot going on. Um, so anyway, so let's go back to the story. Anyway, so the local legend... Um, the caretaker had little to no money at her death and as a result was buried in a pauper's grave in the very cemetery she once was so determined to guard. Sounds like some of my security duty stuff. Yeah, you know, I'll leave you hanging on that one there too. Um, so however, and by the way, I, I am in the remote location on the ranch tonight as we call it and you may be hearing the mouse move because I am getting some research off of the internet. I do not... I do not deny where stuff comes from. I never do. I If I get a good story from someone, which I haven't had a good story in a while, I would love to have a good story. But this is a pretty interesting story. Um, so uh, they say her spirit is said to still roam the cemetery. So this would be really fun going by myself. Should be a blast. Uh, um, who knows? Maybe I'll see something and... Uh, or who knows? I mean, I've been in horror films. I've made horror films. You know, this is, and, uh, but, uh, reality paranormal is so much different from what we deal with in film because we're doing a fictional life. And this is something that, well, has been seen by people. And that's one of the reasons I do this show. I have a fascination in this. I have friends that are paranormal investigators. And I just have a fascination with it. And, uh, that's one of the, it was one of the main topics of the 13th Destiny podcast when we decided to do it. Along with some other things, everything from the aviators to the restaurant reviews to just in general travel stuff. So, anyway, it says, however, her spirit is said to still roam the cemetery. And if you visit in the evening, you might just catch the sight of her strolling along the grounds. Still carrying her glowing lantern... Ooh, now that chill, that is chilling. I always admit, if I'm there alone and I see this, I will be probably pretty fascinated and probably a little fearful at the same time. Time, but it does sound like it does sound like an interesting paranormal story. Um, they say that you may also hear voices as you visit the graveyard, but no one is there. Ooh. That's, that's that can be chilling. I can, I admit that's got to be chilling. Uh, could it be the restless spirit of a murdered caretaker calling out? That's very possible. Um, I've always thought that there are two sides to things. Um, as you know, I will admit that I'm a, a man of a faith-based uh, background, and like when we talked to Miranda Young, you know, she has a faith background. Uh, even though we deal, we're talking about paranormal stuff. Um, in my view, is that there are things that we can't explain that would be explainable if we had the explanation, obviously. Um, but it's just a theory. I have a theory on this, and it could be like certain things. If you were murdered and you were not in a certain like position, like say, and this is just this is just throwing this out there. Uh, you're not of faith or you're not, uh, and you weren't like, you weren't quite like ready to go. Um, 
not really sure what might happen with that particular entity of spirit. I truly believe that if you're really of faith and of a certain faith, you're certainly going to uh, heaven um, right off the bat as far as soul and stuff like that. That's just my personal belief. Uh, no one has to believe what I believe, That's uh, and that's not what I'm talking on the show about. I'm just trying to put this into perspective that there, there, are, there are things that we can't explain. And I often think that maybe a murder um, is such a restless thing, is such a like out of left field that it all depends on where you're at in your life. Um, so, have you been to this haunted cemetery? Is asking. Uh, did you experience anything out of the ordinary? And if I do, I promise you, I will talk about it on an upcoming episode. Uh, but this is something that sounds so fascinating. It sounds like it has a really deep paranormal uh, thing going on there. And um, I found that to be a very interesting story. I didn't give all the details I had on here. These were just brief details. Uh, I'm trying to give you an idea where Oak Ridge is at. Um, Let's see. Hold on a minute. Uh, like I know it's 25 miles out of. Uh, I'm trying to name the city. Where's that city at? I had it here a minute ago. Where are my notes? Lost my notes. Hold on. I didn't really lose them. I just lost them in the order I had them. Uh, let's see. Kennett, Missouri. I believe that's it. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, anyway. Um, I will try to visit this location, uh, give you an update, and I will try to go in the early evening and see if, uh, anything out of the ordinary happens. Um, let's see, well, well, hold on a minute, maybe I've got my... Make sure I've got that location correct, because that may not be correct. Sorry about that. Uh, where is this at? Well. Don't you just hate when you, like, I don't know if you've ever done this. Sorry about that. Sorry about, like, uh, going away from the microphone, but hopefully you can still hear me okay. I just... This is wild. I just had all this written down a few minutes ago. Um, oh, Dauphin, Missouri. Or I guess that's, I'm not sure if that's how you say that or not. But I guess it's between Popular Bluff and uh, Springfield. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, will definitely try to visit this place. It's not that far uh, from where I'm going to be staying. So, I'll go on the early evening if I have anything, you know. Uh, happen I'll let you know and uh, we'll go from there um, so that's 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 the one that I'm planning on trying to visit that I was going to talk about tonight now I've got a couple other things I'm going to do that's not paranormal related tonight um, hold on a minute I'm getting someone that's asking me about something um Sorry, just answering a question uh, on something else that I'm doing at the same time. So, um, gave the shout out to uh, Long John Silvers over in Henderson, Kentucky. That was uh, very good. They're very nice people over there, by the way. I had a good time. Um, um, I'm trying. 
trying to uh, tell you about something here that I lost. I apologize. I am so sorry. Anyway, you know what? I do have a story. I don't know I was going to talk about the story tonight, along with the cemetery story, but I think I will. Uh, just a, a quick little story about something that you might find fascinating. Um, there is no, and I'm going to be completely honest, there's no explanation of this. There's no, um, how do I explain this? This is something that happened a long, long time ago um, to a couple of friends of mine um, that told me an interesting story. It is, it's probably paranormal related, but I'm not 100% sure. So, you know, as kids, you do a lot of stupid, stupid, stupid stuff. Um, sometimes, even as a young adult, like college age, you still do some very, very stupid stuff. I'm no exception to that rule. Although, I think sometimes today, I look at some things and I think, oh my goodness, what are you, what are you thinking? So, there was this house that some friends of mine told me about when they were kids. I do not know the exact location of this house. All I do know is it's up. Uh, I may have, I don't know, maybe Kayla Perkins might know about this. I will find out if she knows anything about this, if I get a chance to talk to her. Because she is from the that area, the Scott County, Georgetown area. Um, well, anyway, they were not supposed to be at this. Like, it's kind of like what Jay does, goes to abandoned houses, but... They weren't there for taking pictures and not disturbing anything. They were up to no good and would have gotten in trouble. Okay, they were just being stupid kids, okay. But anyway, by the time they told me this story, they were like in their, what, like late 20s, early 30s, I think, maybe when I heard this story. Uh, so I know about this story. And uh, I think my microphone's picking up a little bit of uh, activity uh, uh, from me, <laughs> of all things. So, anyway, so these two guys and these two girls, and uh, you can put that together too, what they were there for. Obviously, uh, being um, early, te uh, early teenagers and not being where they were supposed to be. Okay. Well, they're about to get scared of their life. Okay. And I'm not going to put any names out because there's a couple of little graphic things that happen in the story. And therefore, I will not put the names out. Um, but anyway, the story goes like this. And uh, like I said, again, I don't know the location. I just know it's, I know it's somewhere near Georgetown, Kentucky. Um, and I, I, would, I probably should ask my friends. I, I, can, I still have contact with uh, one of these friends on a regular basis. So I should probably ask them. Um, so, it was probably around, uh, I think that, I think if I remember correctly, it was in the late fall, around, uh, where it was starting to get dark, um, and they were out, this is a time era where being out like that was not very unusual, you know, time era from my childhood era time as well. Um, so, you know, riding your bikes out at night, or being... Being out a little bit later than normal would not be an unusual occurrence back in that day. Um, 
day before cell phones. You'd have to, most places you'd either have to go to a house or you'd have to go find a payphone. Payphone. Uh, try to find a payphone today. Um, yeah, there are a few still out there, by the way. Uh, saw one in the Arizona desert, as a matter of fact. Um, so anyway, again, I said I'm not gonna name their names. There's two guys. There's two girls, and they. All, by the way, they were all riding bikes. That's why the bike part was it. And they rode to this house. It's about a mile and a half off a main road. It was an old gravel road that was kind of washed out. You had the little bumps and things, you know, where you had little ruts and stuff, you know. And no one went down to this place, you know. And what, for the life of me, my friends had told me this story, why you would go down there at this time of night. I mean, there's four of them, granted. Okay, you're talking um, a couple of boys and girls between the age of 13 and 15 at this time. Um, and they go down there, and um, they're doing stupid stuff, you know, throwing rocks. Stuff. This house is very old, very, very old. And uh, one of them decides, you know, hey man, let's, let's go inside. And of course, one of the girls said, I don't think that's a good idea. And the girl probably had a good idea not to go in the house. At least from the story that I'm about to tell you. So, they go into this house. At first, everything's fine. Now, remember, this is dark. And I even asked them, I said, did you have a flashlight or anything? And they're like, no. Which was even more stupid because you can trip over stuff. You can't see stuff. You have no idea what's going on. So, they go into the house. And, you know, their eyes are adjusting for the most part. Nothing happens. Nothing happens at all. To start with. So they're, they said they're there a good 10, 15 minutes just, you know, and they're just sitting there at one point. In what she thought, my friend that told me, the main, the main person told me about this story. Um, and of course one of, them, one of the other ones related this as well said they were sitting there, you know, and, you know, they were just sitting there on the floor just talking. They were like, should we be here? Should we be here? We should leave. This is scary. This is scary. You know, and, they're, and of course, the boys are messing with the girls and, and stuff and everything. And uh, my one friend told me, you know, basically him and his other girl kind of started dating. And so he decides just to... Uh, kiss her and this is when everything changes and I'm going to try to relate the story exactly as it was told to me because it is scary very scary so again not naming names because I name names you might even actually a few from my friends here might actually know who this person this guy friend is I don't know that they would know some of the other ones but they would definitely know who this guy friend is, so I'm not going to name his name. So anyway, he reaches over and he just starts kissing on her. her and of course, they can hear him. The other two can hear him. And uh, one of them, the other one says to the other girl, hey, you want to kiss? And it's like, no, she doesn't want to kiss. Him. And uh, this is when it all starts to change. And as he's kissing her and 
getting more a little bit more involved there. Suddenly you hear, and I'm going to do the best I can do. This is what they hear. You need to go. And they all panicked. They jumped up and tried to get to the door that they had come in. And now remember, it is it is almost pitch black, according to my friend. This is when they start, like, tripping over stuff for real. That's the reason I mentioned tripping over stuff without a flashlight. Because I knew how the story was going to go. Because I re remember how it went. And it's like, oh my god, what, what is that? What is that? What is that? And then again, he goes, Ooh, need to go! This is what they're hearing. They literally say that's what they're hearing. Yeah. And they finally find the door. And they finally find the door. And they're going to get their bikes. And their bikes are moved. Literally, their bikes are moved from the position that they left them in. And he said that's probably a good hundred feet from where they were. And then they were beginning to wonder, is this someone? And then they're like, no way. Let's just get the bikes and get out of here. And the last part of the story is as they're like hauling it down in this black void almost because you can't see really well you know the sun is down it's scary they've got no light they're freaking out they're about to run over each other they said literally almost just like like got hurt getting out of there uh got back to the main road and uh that is just so scary because i even got scared the first time i heard the story myself i'll be honest it was like ooh, it's just creepy and they ran, and that story was never related to anybody, including their parents, obviously, until many years later. And uh, I got to find out where this house is at, if it's even still in existence. I mean, it may have been torn down by now, because, I mean, we're talking about in, uh, when I was a kid as well, when the story actually happened. So, um, not sure if that house is even there, not sure what the location is. I'll have to get some more information. But they hauled out of there, and, uh, and, uh, what what I, the reason another reason I'm not gonna tell names and stuff is because one of the girls is very graphic. She literally peed on herself. She they were that scared. So yeah, it it, it was a scary situation. And um, so anyway, it was a good interesting story. Don't know how much of it might have been someone there or was it paranormal. So I always go back to. Remember, my show is for entertainment purposes only, uh, and what I relate to you, I try to research the best I can or get from the stories from the friends that I have have given me stuff, but I'll leave it to you to believe what you want to believe. Was it paranormal, or was someone in the house and just messing with them? You know, in this day and age, with the homeless populations and the things that we have now, it could be either way, but at that time era, I would venture to say it might have been more paranormal. But then again, hey, it's just a story they told me. I thought it was a fun story. thought you would enjoy it. So, um, although I don't think the girl that peed on herself thought it was very fun. I think from all indications, she was pretty aggravated over that. And uh, in fact, in f <laughs> well, I'm not going to name the person again. But in fact, these two people uh, ended up getting married. So I guess, I guess in some ways it worked out. Anyway. 
Thank you for being on the 13th Destiny Podcast tonight, and we will be working uh, with Daniel Long uh, and our tech to try to figure out a way to get Danielle on the show with us. Uh, that would be super fun to have her on uh, co-hosting from the West Coast. Uh, as you know, when I was in San Diego the last time with her that I could actually have her in the car with me, we did a show from the car. It was a very popular show. Uh, the only other two uh, more popular uh, oh god, I can't even talk tonight. Sorry. Um, shows were Jay Farrell, uh, the Pilot Show, and of course Miranda Young, the Ghost Biker. Those shows got quite a few listeners, and uh, then of course uh, that was our third most listened to show, uh, outside of the Crystal uh, Girlfriend Show. That show, so it's run back and forth between that one and the one with Danielle as the co-host. So I think uh, we'll get Danielle on as co-host again. And we'll go from there. I also have a possibility of using a co-host out here. Um, we've briefly talked. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but, of course, if we can have Danielle on a regular basis uh, and then try to figure out how to do guest shows, that would be really, really awesome to have all that put together. And I think if I have to, I can go back to my tech, Eldon. Uh, but right now he is in um, college early. Uh, so that's because uh, he's super smart. Super smart guy. Super smart guy. Super smart guy. But um, anyway, so that's all for tonight. And uh, just uh, thank you for being here on the 13th Destiny Podcast. And hopefully I'll get to show up either early in the morning or tomorrow night. Um, and as always, God bless all of you. And thank you again for being a fan, friend, family member that listens to the 13th Destiny Podcast. God bless all of you. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you.